If you're listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, I'm sorry. Welcome to Character Crunch, your Marvel special edition for four Ragnarok. My name is Dave Moore. Joining me is my best friend, electrical engineer by day, Jeff Sherman Daly by night. Jeff Sherman Daly. Yes. <laughs> Why do you have to use my middle name? Uh, I felt like it. And it's when a variety. I'm electrical engineer, you can call me. Hi, doll. It's hi, hi I'm doll. Hi, I am doll. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, Seth. Sounds good. You're a woman now. Oh yeah. Don't I look like Are a woman? you gonna join? You gonna join the Valkyrie? I already am the Valkyrie. Jeff's eating buttery something and he got it all over his keyboard for those tuning in to the YouTube or to the Apple podcast edition of this show. Jeff, just Jeff for just a moment. Let's take a moment to like appreciate this. Thor Ragnarok, Jeff, tell me, tell me about you going to see it. Cause I saw it before you. So I went to go see it and I saw it. I went. I saw it on Saturday at Regal Willoughby, right? Okay. I sat there. I had the nice recliners. I got, I got some good seats. I got, I got their, their um, what do you call it? Their their collector's edition, like drink and uh, popcorn container set. So they actually had like a metal tin for popcorn, and they had like that those nice little collector's cups. It's kind it. of amazing they had those so much later. Like to have those that far, like after the movie came out. But I guess it's nice. It's a good thing they had them. Yeah. Are they cool, Jeff? Are they cool? Yeah, I, I get a lot of those cups. I did. That's the first time I saw the tin. No, the tins are cool, dude. They had Spider-Man hit had tins at theaters, and I didn't get one. Why didn't you get one, Dave? Because I didn't see them at the theater. I went to it at Regal Crocker Park. The crappiest movie theater. Is that where you went to see Thor Ragnarok? No, I went to see Thor Ragnarok at AMC Westwood Town Center. Good. Cinema Six. Uh, I had a, I, and you know they have like those group recliners at, at AMC's, not at Regal. Mm-hmm. But where like you can lift up the armrest and sit with somebody. Yeah. I sat with. The, I sat. I sat with the most respectable dude I've ever had. He let me have the armrest. Or you could just lift up the armrest and just take up the entire place, like a two seats. Th- I thought about it. Definitely, definitely crossed my mind. I could have snuggled with this random stranger. That would have been interesting. Did you go by yourself? I did. I did. You didn't go with Rachel? On a cruise at the same time. And I wasn't gonna wait. Because yeah, it would have been true. it, it would have been like tomorrow that I would have finally seen it. It would have been like a whole week. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I wouldn't go again. It was pretty good. I thought it was really good. Okay, I thought- so t- so give me your impressions because I talked about this on Forget Being Cool, which people got to listen to on the Character Crunch feed. I think it was just like Thor Ragnar- Thor meets Guardians of the Galaxy. It had that type of humor in it. There's a Thor movie with Guardians of the Galaxy humor. Yeah, but it was... Guardians of the Galaxy is, is funny, 
and and it's meant to be funny, but it's not. I wouldn't classify the genre as Guardians of the Galaxy as a comedy. Versus Thor Ragnarok, which I would classify as a comedy. You would classify Thor Ragnarok as a com- I think Guardians of the Galaxy is a comedy, Dave. It, I it's, would classified. Say it's, it's a comedy. I, I would classify Guardians of the Galaxy as an action-adventure sci-fi comedy. Yes. And you versus, say comedy, right? Th- versus Thor Ragnarok, which I would classify as a comedy. It's an action. It's an action, action adventure, sci-fi comedy. <laughs> I I don't know. I I felt like Thor Ragnarok was trying to be funny. Like it was definitely a a comedy before it was anything else. Just like Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is is not just a comedy though. But it was I trying think- to be a comedy before anything else. I would argue that Thor Ragnarok is strictly a comedy. No, it's not. Yes, you, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Know, the comedy talk- part about it where a guy sacrifices his life of uh, fighting 50 undead warriors. Ha 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 ha. That's so funny. I'll, I'll tell you that the reason it's a comedy is that last. Hi, guys. Spoiler alert. Get ready. Jeff and I spoil Thor Ragnarok. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, It's good. Go see it. But we're gonna talk about what I don't love about this movie in a minute here. Um because that's all Dave does in his life. Talk about what he doesn't love. No, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. And Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And Captain America Civil War. And The Winter Soldier. And Spider-Man. Movie. I don't love this movie. I love it. It is a comedy, Jeff. And it is a comedy first because as Asgard is burning down. Mm-hmm crud or whatever his face is the rock guy also the director of the movie i think um says oh don't worry those foundations are strong we can rebuild it and then the city blows up more he's like nope nope those foundations are gone which might say the rock guy funniest character on the entire movie right but that is the moment of seriousness the most serious moment within the whole film and they break it with a joke that is not that funny they do that in guardians of the galaxy To much more success. I thought it was hilarious. The foundation joke or the whole movie? The foundation joke and the whole movie. I liked it. I didn't I didn't watch it for the comedy. I watched it for the action though. I I watched this movie going, this, Jeff is Jeff is going to absolutely love this movie. This is the first movie where you actually like get a Thor dialogue or a Hulk dialogue. Yeah. No, so th- so Jeff, before we get into the Hulk, right? Yeah. Because I've got my own list of complaints about the Hulk. Um, this this is definitely a Jeff movie. Like, so I'm What's curious. It's the it's the sense of humor. This is this is a Jeff sense of humor. Like, I feel like if I had been with you, I would have turned to you every time there was a joke, and you would have been laughing. Versus like, where, like when he's talking about like how he's a piece of rock, he stays guy. He's like, but I'm slowly falling apart. Oh, there goes another one, and his rock falls a little rock level. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so that was my type of comedy. You you would have been laughing from the minute the movie started when he's turning around on the chain, and uh-huh. he's like, no, 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 I can't see you. Hold on. 
You didn't think that was hilarious? I know. I thought it was very funny, but it 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 is such a a tonal shift. Then, like, especially the first Thor movie, right? Because mm-hmm. by the second one, they could start. They started kind of learning that it could be funny. Mm-hmm. Or they started taking the Marvel like sense of humor and like Loki turning into Captain America and all that. I'm really glad they did. I'm like, really glad they did. No, you know, because Thor is stupid. Can we just can we just address that? Like 90% of the Thor mythos and like universe is kind of dumb and was kind of bland. Why is it dumb and bland? Because it was weird, like old timey. Mixed with weird science fiction with like Shakespearean writing where Thor is kind of just out of place. What do you mean out of place? Which is why the first movie he's on Earth, right? Right, being banished to Earth. Mm -hmm. And the second movie, he's kind of started taking a turn to be like, Loki is kind of funny. But we're still taking this, like, this, the ether and the dark world and all of this way too seriously versus the total shift of the third one where, like, no, Thor is legitimately cracking jokes about, like, how dumb the world he lives in is. With Fire Lord Surtur being kind of a dumb character. <laughs> like, it's... It's... I enjoyed the shift, but the shift feels drastic to me. No. Like it, how did you feel about the opening, like, 30 minutes, Jeff? You mean the one where he fights everything? Where he's, like, jumping from, like, thing to thing to thing to thing for no reason. They come to, like, that field in Arizona or something. like. He goes to being like with Doctor Strange for five seconds to then being like captured by the weird lady from the, the, the quest of champions or the conquest of champions with the. Uh, Did you say, yeah, that you, th- you thought that was all joint jointed? Yeah, I thought it was very jointed. I felt like we kept jumping from one shot to place to the other. Like it was just. Is like, that what a movie is? No, Jeff. No, the point of a movie is to make you feel as if the time, every every move and jump was justified. To me, I Jeff, this this movie felt like them getting across Star Killer Base in fifteen minutes, but them getting across the galaxy in fifteen minutes, like in twelve different places. I think. I think it did. A, I, I I was not perturbed at all by the amount of joint jumps they did. Like when I think they, when they went from the fire demon to where he did that, to where he went to the Bifrost, right? And then he right, went but, to but, Earth. But why did we even? Dad. But why did we even have to go find his dad? Because his dad wasn't in Asgard. Yeah, but why did that matter? Because his dad is the ruler of Asgard, and he needs to go to Asgard because his banishment is complete. Okay, okay, but but the entire purpose of Loki taking over as Odin in Asgard, the the big reveal from the end of Thor: The Dark World, Mm -hmm. right? The big like 
holy crap, what is Loki doing as as Odin? Right? Yeah. That moment is supposed to be dramatic and concerning. And the reality is that never actually meant anything to the plot of this movie at all. It was just like a here's a weird thing for you guys to like speculate about till the next movie, but it doesn't actually matter at all. Yeah. Do you see do you see that problem? Like it could have been a thing. Loki could have done more damage. I mean, sure, he released Hella by accident, kind of. Mm-hmm. But it just felt so disjointed and all over the place for the first 30 minutes. I remember yeah. distinctly looking around the theater, like once he's getting into the contest of champions, looking around going like, is anybody just like, why did we do all that to get here? <laughs> like, <laughs> Why did we have to see Odin die? Like no, could, we could have, we could have just had Odin on Asgard. It wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, but o- Odin being away from Asgard caused his death. Yes. Yes. But it but none of that actually had to happen. I think it would have been more dramatic for no, Hella to because come in even, and kill him. No, because even in uh the Odin dying triggers the uh the start of Ragnarok. Um and Hella can only be st- like like why would how would Ella get out if Odin didn't die? Well, Hella got out because Odin Loki died. Was... Is that why? Yeah, Odin died. Okay. Like Odin was dying, and he's saying, "I can't keep her at bay any longer because I'm dying." So, so more justification to Loki being in the position of Odin not mattering at all. Correct. Well, o- like B- Loki bashing Odin was basically the death of Odin. If uh, if Loki didn't seize power and banish Odin then Odin would have never died. Yeah, but so it's, why, it's did he, why did, fault why did he... Died. But why did he banish Odin in the first place? Because Loki wanted to be the ruler of Asgard. In the place of Odin and run stage plays? Yeah. As a joke for the... And not as a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. The whole he thing wanted, is a joke. He wanted this whole thing preserved for, uh, for Loki. <sighs> I don't know. I just it's that beginning set of sequence of events that occur in the beginning of this movie that I just feel like kind of ruins the quality of it. Also the contest of champions. Let's get to the Hulk here for a minute. Like yes that he's a friend from work thing mm-hmm. is a really fun is a really really funny joke. Okay? But I kind of wish we didn't see it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Because that moment would have been great if we didn't know. Like, we all would have known as comic book nerds that the Hulk was going to be there. Yeah. Because we, we would have been no, we would have known that Mark Ruffalo was casted as, as Bruce Banner. Right? Like, we would have known all of this going in, but we wouldn't have seen that joke. And that joke would have landed better if I hadn't seen it a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Also, the whole entire contest of champions was pointless. It was just a, a good nod to the where did the Hulk go, right? Which also didn't matter. Just like Odin being controlled by Loki for... Or Loki Why did it matter where Hulk went? 
Because he just got in the Quinjet and flew off and got to be the champion of whatever for two years and none of it actually mattered. It was just a nod to comic book fans to say, hey, look, we did Planet Hulk in a movie. They did a part of Planet Hulk. Yeah, yeah. They did a part of Planet Hulk. They gave him the Planet Hulk armor and they gave some Hulk some dialogue. Yep. What, what, what did you want them to do better about that? I just wanted it to be not pointless. <laughs> but but you, there has to be a balance between what has to be pointless or what has to be like like worth something and what has like the length of the movie. You can't have everything you want in a movie otherwise it'd be like a four or five hour movie. Which is why it could have been a Netflix series. I don't know, Jeff. Movie, it just... Make more money with movie. I just I just feel like this entire opening sequence of events yeah. leading up to the fight against Hella felt pointless. And because of it, like despite the fact that I really liked a lot of the jokes, right? <laughs> and that I was smiling throughout the whole movie, and I'm I will never argue that it's not a better movie than than the last floor movie, The Dark World, because that movie was a piece of junk and you know it. The first Thor movie is a better movie than Thor The Dark World. I just like all the Thor movies. I, You are a Thor fan. Yes. And and so this is a good thing to say. But Jeff, here's... I don't know. I just... If people are giving this movie praise. It was following in the top charts of, of like, Rotten Tomatoes. is one of the most highly ranked Marvel films. I, and, I think it's my favorite Marvel film. Is that a real statement? <laughs> yeah. What other one would I like better? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Spider-Man. It was okay. It was good. You're a Spider-Man fanboy, Dave. No. No, I wouldn't argue that. And and Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. Which I also think Guardians of the Galaxy follows into the category of Jeff humor. But maybe not so much as Thor Ragnarok. A lot of stuff. I knew you. I knew you would love this movie. Mm-hmm. And and by no stretch of the imagination is it like even at the bottom tier of the Marvel movies. Like no, no, no. Thor: Dark World is at the bottom, sitting next to Incredible Hulk. Okay. But Thor Ragnarok is up there with Iron Man too. <laughs> I did not like Iron Man 2 that much. No, I don't either, but I still would say Thor Ragnarok is... is up there at the top. No. <laughs> what? I look, I really like Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Made me laugh throughout. I don't think I'll enjoy it like the second time around, though. Why not? Because Doctor Strange's cameo feels pointless. Odin being controlled by Loki felt pointless. Hey, Dave, what's a cameo? What do you mean? A cameo is a brief appearance of somebody. Yeah, Doctor Strange. The brief appearance of Doctor Strange. Yeah, why would they need to go more in depth for it? Why do they bother doing it at all? Just to put Doctor Strange in there. (laughs) Thank you. Jeff, proving my point. How else would they get to Norway and find Odin, though? 
I don't know. Loki can open up portals to places. Yeah, but how know. would Loki know where Odin is? Why does Doctor Strange know? Because he's Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just feel like we had already seen that scene too. And that's also part of it. Like, I wish Doctor Strange had gone with them through that portal. Not for much of a purpose, like really just to be there to be like, hey, look, Doctor Strange is here. But he would have served a more greater purpose if he had more than two minutes of screen time. They paid Benedict Cumberbatch something to be in this movie. And I lost Jeff. What what I'm saying here, guys, and I will pull up the live chat just in case, you know, things. Oh, hi, Jeff. Welcome back. Hey. Um, all, all I'm telling people is I feel like Doctor Strange could have served a bigger purpose in a scene that we didn't already see. Why would he need to serve a bigger purpose? Because he's Doctor Strange. He's Benedict Cumberbatch. He's one of the coolest characters within the MCU right now. He is the what, future. What big purpose could he have done? I don't know. Go with them to see the death of Odin, and then Why? go fight. Go fight on the Bifrost. Why would he need to do that? He's to protect Be- Earth. He doesn't need to protect Asgard. Because it would have been cool. Doctor Strange's main prerogative is to not is to protect Earth. It's to not like let anything harmful on Earth. Why would he need to go to Asgard? Then he can't be. Then he can't look after Earth. Because watching the Hulk, Thor, and Doctor Strange fight side by side on the then Rainbow you can see Bridge. that in Avengers Infinity War. I yeah maybe. I don't think we're gonna see that in Infinity War. What do you think you're gonna see in Infinity War? I think we're gonna see Thanos getting all the gems. No crap, Dave. That's no, what no, the no, Infinity no, War yeah, is. No. No, but 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 Jeff, yeah. hold on for a second. Yeah. I understand, but I think we're getting Thanos' quest in Infinity War Part 1. We're not necessarily getting our big Marvel Avengers crossover movie until Avengers Unite, which is the current working title for mm-hmm. Infinity War Part 2, like a year later. What what I'm saying, Jeff, is I think we're not going to necessarily... We're going to see Thor run into the Milana. We already know that's happened. So, sure, the Guardians and Thor are going to cross over. But I don't think we're going to see Thor and Doctor Strange meet again until Infinity War Part 2. It's going to be a movie mostly about Thanos. Yeah. So we're going to see all our Avengers, but it's going to be Thanos going after everybody. Not, not necessarily everybody coming together. Mm-hmm. Loki's going to get attacked for in the very beginning to get the Tesseract because he pocketed the Tesseract. Yes. I like so, how Hedla went to the, the, the vault and he, she looked at the video goal and she was like, fake. Yeah. <laughs> right, because we all complained that why were there two? Yeah. So people got freaked out. There were two Infinity Gauntlets because they put it in Odin's vault in the first Thor movie just, just to be like, nod, nod, look at this fun thing. 
Yeah. And everybody freaked out. And then we saw another one with Thanos and we're like, no, we're coming with there's 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 not two. <laughs> I'm like, there's not two infinity. I even though one was a left and one was a right hand. <laughs> but no, we needed an explanation for why the one Odin's vault in the first four movie was fake. Because they didn't realize they were making this movie yet when they made Thor one. Also, the probably not. They are they weren't going to give Thanos the Infinity Gauntlet from the beginning, versus the fact that it seems like he already has the gauntlet. Mm -hmm. Right. They kind of left like a like a an ending at the end where Asgard is destroyed, Dave. That's kind of not like a open ending. It's almost like Kello's book ending, right? It's it's the way that that a trilogy of Thor movies should end. They're gonna, um, make, they're gonna make a Thor four. I think they will too, and I think it's gonna be just another comedy, which is fine because these characters and these actors. None of these are just comedies. This Thor Ragnarok is a comedy, just it like is, um, Paul Blart Mall Cop. Yes. <laughs> it. That's the problem, Jeff, is it falls into the category over comedy before it does anything. They took that oh, one it, serious it, it, moment. It falls into the th thing of action adventure. It is not comedy first. The first prerogative of it is not to make you laugh. It's then, then action then adventure sci-fi. Then when you're burning down Asgard, you don't make a joke about the foundations of the buildings of Asgard. You Dave, let this... Dave, wait, wait, no, Guardians of have, the Galaxy is the same thing. I'm going to say, if you're saying Thor Ragnarok is a comedy, then Guardians of the Galaxy is a comedy first. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy is a comedy, but when you take the moments of seriousness, they put them into a science fiction action import drama. The difference, the difference between Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy is, yes, we make a joke at the climax of Guardians of the Galaxy. He dances, right? But when they hold the Infinity Stone, there is the moment... To, there's no joke like like you can't hold this alone because it's going to blow you up or like it might explode or like there's no stupid joke about him holding the infinity stone in Guardians of the Galaxy. There is a sweet moment about his mother trying to hold his hand and then flashing between her and Gamora. But instead of doing that moment, they it, it would have been like them saying you're going to break the foundations. Jeff, the, those are the two moments. Guardians of the Galaxy was able to take a serious moment and make a serious moment. Thor Ragnarok took the every serious moment it had, an opportunity it had to make a moment serious, and turned it into a joke. They put a little small joke in there. That is not a small joke. <laughs> Why is it not a small joke? Because the, the biggest serious moment was in the post credit scene where Thanos' ship is is looming over them there is not a there is not a moment of seriousness within thor ragnarok when odin dies that is not dramatic at all it was so <laughs> well, jump why is it not big, dramatic big because of the pacing of the first 30 minutes of the movie no it the pacing of the first 30 minutes of the movie was completely fine i felt nothing but laughter and humor throughout this entire movie. I had felt no when Odin died. No, not even a little bit. You don't feel bad 
when Asgard is destroyed? No, because they made a dumb foundation joke. You don't feel bad when Bruce Banner finds finds the thing of a uh, of um. Okay, you know what? You're gosh. right. There's there's one good moment. <laughs> and, and, now wait. Now hold on. I want to talk about this. We're pulling from what is maybe regarded as the worst movie of all these Marvel movies. People on the internet freak out about Age of Ultron, right? Mm-hmm. We took a scene from Age of Ultron and made it extremely heartfelt. Mm-hmm. And meaningful, and that is my favorite scene within Thor Ragnarok. I like Ragnarok. Seeing... Yeah, it is, that was a good scene. Okay. See? Yeah. No. No. I will. I will defend. I will agree with you on that one. I just feel like the opportunities for seriousness were so squandered by the jokes. Even even the coolest one of the coolest moments, which is him jumping out of the, whatever you want to call it, the ship, and to jump onto the Rainbow Bridge where he's going to turn into the Hulk and doesn't turn into the Hulk, cracked me up. But it it was a joke. It wasn't serious. Also, seeing him fight dogs was an interesting callback to Hulk, the first Hulk movie we ever got. Just say dogs. Yeah, he fights the big like Fenrir. black. Yeah, except do you remember Hulk the movie like before we got Iron Man? No, I think I forget about it. I, he I, fights, I wanted to forget about it. Hulk, Hulk fights dogs, like legitimate like backyard dogs. <laughs> Why? Because it's a terrible movie because it's absolute trash. Um because they said, "Hey, guys, we made Spider-Man a movie. Why don't we make Hulk a movie?" We can make anything into a movie. We can make uh, we can make Ben Affleck play Squirrel Daredevil. Movie. Yeah, let's make Squirrel Girl. Did you say I, Ben Affleck into Daredevil? Jesus Christ! That means same era. Uh, let's make the yeah. And somebody probably made the joke like, "Oh yeah, what's next? What's <laughs> oh yeah, what's next? Deadpool? <laughs> We're not gonna make a Deadpool movie, and it'll never be good." <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, speaking of that, Jeff, do you want to talk about that big news, that ner- big nerd story of the week? Uh, that Mar- that Marvel's in talks for buying out Fox. Didn't know about that. Yeah, Disney's going to buy Fox. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so it seems like they're trying to make a licensing deal like Spider-Man, um, but they own, they have the money to just completely buy out Fox and the entire company. Oh, no crap. Disney's huge. Right. So guess what? Disney will own Pixar. Marvel, Lucasfilm. At what point will it be a, a uh, monopoly? At, yeah, right. When does when does Disney control the entire media space, and it become illegal for that to be a thing? <laughs> um, no, but seriously, if we can get our X Men movie within the MCU, I'm I'm so on board. I think they've realized that there's nothing they can do after Infinity War. Because every other major like event that happens in comic books, like the Secret Wars, everything, every major turning point in the history of Marvel Comics relies on also having the X Men. Mm-hmm. Like, you need them. <laughs> I don't feel like they're going to have a problem getting Fantastic Four, but they Fantastic don't. Fantastic want- Four. Yeah, Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. Um, Can you believe that worldwide Marvel has made a? 
over 13 billion dollars off all their movies so far wow um and that's incredible Mm -hmm. i that's actually kind of surprising though considering they have 17 movies like you feel like there'd be more money there you think they would earn more than one billion dollars per movie at this point yes i feel like well, we would what average do you think the last the last marvel what what was the last marvel movie that grossed over a billion dollars i don't know probably avengers captain america civil war okay did did guardians of the galaxy 2 not no spider-man didn't nope there have only been four movies in this series that have grossed over a billion dollars. It kind of makes me sad because people are going to rip apart Civil War. It's not a great movie, but it made more money than anything. No, uh, Marvel the Avengers made the most money. I believe that. Yeah. As it should. Because and then I, Age of Ultron. <laughs> so, so basically the big crossover movies make the most money. Iron Man 3. Iron, Iron Man, Man 3, 3 is, is, number, is, is number three above Civil War. Wow. <laughs> Which is sad because most people walked out of that movie hating it. Which yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, 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 it, it made no sense. <laughs> what do you think is the lowest? The Incredible Hulk. Hey, yeah, you're right. How did you know? Because <laughs> it's the worst movie. Guess what the second lowest one is, though. Uh, Iron Man 1. No, Captain America, the first Avenger. Thor Ragnarok. What? Captain America, the first Avenger was garbage. I still think it's a better movie than Thor 1. I I watched Captain America, the the first Avenger, and I just, I hated it. It's a period piece. It's yeah. not it's not bad. It's just different. Yeah, it's it's just it wasn't the, the best one. The moment with Peggy Carter is sweet and important. Yeah. I I I will I will argue that, that Captain America is is better than Iron Man 2 and the first Thor movie. If we're gonna talk phase one. Like before, I think Iron be- Man, the first one, is one of my favorites. Yeah, I just watched it. Like, literally right before we started this. It's really good. It is really good, and it is still really good. And then you get Iron Man 2 as Mandarin. No, Iron Man 3 is Mandarin. Iron Man 3 is Mandarin. Iron Man 2, two had- is Whiplash. Whiplash. Oh, gosh. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is a, a better movie within the overarching story of the MCU than it is an actual good movie. Mm-hmm. I think uh, but Thor Ragnarok is, I, I think it's one of my favorites. Just I like Thor and they just kind of have huge battles with just powerful people that can just destroy anything. No, it's, it's very cool. It is. Yeah. I just I don't know. I, I wish they could have 
tone down the comedy for just some moments. Just just let Asgard burn down and have that sweet, heartfelt moment. <laughs> let's let's actually let's actually address the fact that that Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner may never turn back into Bruce Banner ever again. Yeah, isn't that sad? They made that sad. They kind of made that sad, but I don't know if I believe it. Why not? Like, I don't know if I'm supposed to take that seriously or not. I mean, I'd kind of like him to be locked in as the Hulk for a very long period of time. They should just bring back Edward Norton as the Hulk. Yeah, let's do that. That'll be good. Oh, yeah. You know what would be interesting, Jeff, is if both of them existed. <laughs> like, and Lou Ferrigno, too, you know? Yeah, no. No, no, no. Let's let's stick with Edward Norton, first of all. Um, and let's retcon the fact that they both exist. Mm-hmm. Because that whole, the Incredible Hulk is that weird, like, like I'm gonna go to this university to meet Mr. Blue because I'm Mr. Greenworth. Remember all this bullcrap? <laughs> oh yeah, it's such a dumb plot, but there's potential there for them to be both. Even though I think he's playing Bruce Banner, so then there have to <laughs> there have to be two Bruce Banners. Two, what about if there were like one Bruce Banner but two Hawks? There'd have to be two Bruce Banners and two Hawks, and they'd have to both be named Bruce Banner, who are also both the Hulk. And that'd be really confusing. They could right, have well, a movie it's, about it. Hulk it's already, meets Hulk. It's already confusing enough that that they didn't cast the same actor to play the Hulk throughout the movies. <laughs> they didn't sign Mark Ruffalo on till Avengers, so that's already confusing yeah, enough. After they realized Edward Norton was a garbage Hulk. <laughs> I think they. I think they know that the Hulk as a character is garbage, like by himself. I think they figured that out. The only thing that's interesting about the Hulk is being scared that the Hulk's going to turn into the Hulk. That doesn't really work by itself. Like it doesn't. If you put a bunch of characters that we care about on a on a on a plane, right, and you've got Bruce Banner in a cage. And like, there's this potential for him to become the Hulk. It's scary and interesting, but it's not good by himself. They had a whole series for the Hulk. Yeah, that was yeah. highly rated. Yeah, but but in a hour and a half to two hour movie. Yeah, I don't think they have enough backstory. Anything just for right. the Hulk. They don't have enough to work with. It's okay. Only, Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk is cool. Make, yeah. Anytime they make their own Hulks, it's going to be the same story, <laughs> the same characters, just different actors. And Hulk it, yeah, turning into the Hulk. Yeah. Hulk turns into the Hulk. Bad things happen. He has to. He has to deal with the repercussions of becoming the Hulk. It's. It's fine. It's good that we did it once. It's bad that we did it twice. <laughs> and it How works you... it works in the team up movies. Oh my gosh. Anyway, overall Jeff for Ragnarok? I I think I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Not 8 or 9 out of 10. I'm giving I it a, it a 7 7 and a half out of 10. 7 and a half, Dave. Wow. I liked it. I just didn't love it, Jeff. 8 
we talked about Stranger Things on our podcast. The other one, didn't we? We did. Do you want That's... to say anything super spoilery here as a warning to people? We're going to talk about Stranger Things for a second. Yeah. What do you think of the ending? It's fine. I think it's 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 it's. I mean, it's what what else? Once again, you have to end with the cliche that something's watching them. A cliffhanger. Yeah, like clearly, clearly. Yeah, but what we're is that a- large monster, Jeff? You don't know, but but at the same time, Jeff, as we thought that like that Will was infected from season one, like clearly, right? Like he wasn't really quite infected yet. He gave birth to Dart. Yeah. But in the overarching plot, like that wasn't really what messed up Will. No. So like so like once again, like that big looming shadow, like sure, sure. Concerned, yes. But like what it is to speculate, like we can't speculate. How much do three musketeers pay for advertising, Dave? <laughs> A lot. So I think what if that upside down creature, right? It, it, that's actually not the upside down. It's an actual alternate dimension, like a, a, a u- alternate universe and everything that uh, was actually opened up. And that it was supposed to look exactly like the one they're in, but that creature infected it and did all that to it. Wait, are you arguing that they're within an alternate dimension through the entirety of season two? No. Dave, I'm saying that the upside down is supposed to be an alternate reality, like an alternate universe, right? Yeah, don't we already know that? But, but but what I'm saying is, what if that looked exactly like the one in real life until that monster took over that place and infected everything? That's an interesting theory. So it, it was just recent that it became like that. Because so monster the ups- almost did that to the real world. So the upside down isn't. It's a completely it, destroyed. It's a completely destroyed version of the world that we're approaching by letting this crossover with into that world. That's yeah. interesting, I guess. But this is a a movie universe in which we need to solve the problem, so they'll stop it. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you think it'll go to four or five seasons? What do you think of it? Do you think it'll be good after four or five seasons? I think I think season three will be good. I think season four will be trash. And I think and I think we'll end on a really high note halfway through the end of season five. Because I think they know where they want it. To, I think, and I listened to a lot of, I watched a lot of the uh, Beyond Stranger Things, the show, mm-hmm. like the talk show after. Um, the writers seem like they know where they want to get to, but they don't necessarily exactly know how to get there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that seems like to be the flaw with the show. And that's what I think is wrong with season two versus season one. Like season one is a perfect realized vision. I think like mid threat way through season two, I was like, all right, guys. Like, let's let's do something. Like, here, like this is dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked it really. I liked it a lot by the end. I like season two better than season one. Yeah, I think you're wrong. I think if you no. rewatched, I think you'd change your mind. I did re. I did watch season one right before season two. Yeah, 
You're wrong. I thought I you're wrong. <laughs> Everybody has their own opinion, Dave. I know. That's, I, why you like, that's why you like Thor Ragnarok better than you liked freaking everything else. I, I liked it. Okay. I liked it better than Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh. All right. Fine. <laughs> You're a Thor fan. This is, I mean, this is the debate. I think, I think season two of Stranger Things had more of an overarching storyline that affected more people than season one of Stranger Things. Season think- one of Stranger Things focused on like where will is and they spent the entire season focusing on will i think i think season one benefits for that versus the fact that like 11 story arc throughout season two felt pointless to me she was trying to find herself i i understand that but i feel like she only shows up at the end just to solve the MacGuffin. like i feel like she's literally there to be the power force and nothing else she was there because her friends were in danger. I, I I think I would have liked her to be gone longer. The entire season? I wish she had been... If she showed up later, she would have more been like a person just to show up out of the blue. Can I throw out a crazy way that I would have liked this? What? She goes missing in season two. Okay goes missing from the cop pretty early on like we're talking like episode two she goes missing not episode four or six or whatever it was okay and we don't get to see what that was and then she shows up and season three is a focus on what she was doing that whole time that way we get to draw that story out and tell me more because i don't feel like they gave me enough like it felt like they were rushing her to get her to the point where she came back, but for no other reason. I just don't like her arc. I get it. And I understand it, but I don't like it. But if they had her arc in an entirely other season, they couldn't devote a whole season to it because it's not really That's stranger. Because- it has nothing to do with the upside down or anything. Jeff, there's nothing defining what the show is about at all. Why don't they have eleven episodes in the season? Yeah, good point. Right. <laughs> no, but, but 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 see, see Jeff, that's a really good point. There is like I, they added an, epi- an episode. They had nine episodes this time instead of eight. Okay, I just would have liked her story to be more explained than her to go there, get this weird like, "Hi, I'm eight. I'm your sister." Blah blah blah. Here's your mom. This is what's wrong with your mom. Is her mom episode? Is her mom number one? I don't know, but that's kind of the problem. Is like you gave me, you hinted at this thing, and you kind of just blew it off. Like it felt pointless. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to help my friends because they need help. But we're not really gonna get any closure on this gang or any of this. Let's come up in season three. I, it better, and it better be a focus. It better not be like a half-assed thing like they skip around it. I felt That's like she argument. did leave really fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, if you think about it, it's kind of like she showed up, found out about her mom, right? Couldn't kill somebody. Couldn't kill somebody with a gang and then turned around and came back. <laughs> there's, there's nothing else going on there and it's flawed because of that. There, there is a story to tell there and I'm fascinated by it, but you didn't tell me it. 
Mm -hmm. And we see her enough throughout the season with with Hopper, right? Mm -hmm. But is she had left sooner and we had told the story with them more? Like you see them, they're the opening of the show, Jeff. That gang is the opening of season episode one. Yeah. And they don't talk about them for like seasons long. No, they we see them in like two episodes. Yeah. We see, and that's it. And it's that's the flaw. And that's that's why I like season one better. I felt like everybody in season one had a purpose, all building to the end. Versus eleven, which felt like it built up for nothing. What do you think of Bob the Brain? Yeah, they killed the best character, by the way. Again. Why was he the best character? Because he was the only person who felt normal in this season. Yeah, that's true. All right. We got to get out of here because I got to record Living Room Clutter, the number one oh. rhythm gaming podcast. No. The, the, the number one rhythm gaming podcast? Yeah, by default. There are no others. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm Dave Moore. That's Jeff Daly. He's my best friend. He's the electrical engineer by day. He's Jeff Daly by night. Did you watch that new Adam Sandler movie that came out? No. Months ago? The Merowick's stories. No, is that the last one? No, there's others. No, but I mean like the last of his. Uh, is that the last of his four movie contract? No. Oh, there's one more. I think so. Ridiculous six, Sandy Lexler. Um, this one. The murder cancer one in this one. What's the murder cancer one? It's called like let's just do it. We watched it the night that you oh, the do over. Yeah, the do over. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I'm Dave Moore. That's Jeff Daly. You can get all our links to our social media over at charactercrunch.com. Of course, next week we'll be back to watch Breaking Bad. Apparently, it's really good. We need to watch it. <laughs> Breaking Bad? No, the Merowitz story. All right, we'll watch that as well. How many well, episodes of Breaking Bad are we watching, Dave? Three. We're watching three. Three more, so six, seven, eight. So, so six episode four, five, and six. We, we've already both watched four and five. Right, but six, we gotta eight. we gotta finish six by next week. We need to finish this. <laughs> All right, season. We'll see you guys next Wednesday for another Character Crunch. Hope you guys enjoyed. CharacterCrunch.com, powered by the Dayspace Podcast Network. We'll see you guys. This was the best podcast since Spider-Man 2.